Good morning and welcome to this recorded service for Sunday the 20th of September 2020. This is the 15th Sunday after Trinity. Uh, my name is the Reverend Peter Walker and I'm joined this morning by uh, Kate Cocker who's recorded the readings for us and uh, Judith Meehan who's uh, recorded the prayers for us. As is our custom, let's keep a moment of silence as we come to worship God. Our opening hymn is I Cannot Tell Why He Whom Angels Worship.
We have come together in the name of Christ to offer our praise and thanksgiving, to hear and receive God's holy word, to pray for the needs of the world, and to seek the forgiveness of our sins, that by the power of the Holy Spirit we may give ourselves to the service of God. Jesus says, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is close at hand. So let us turn away from our sin and turn to Christ, confessing our sins in penitence and faith. God be gracious to us and bless us and make your face shine upon us. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May your ways be known on the earth, your saving power among the nations. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. You, Lord, have made known your salvation and revealed your justice in the sight of the nations. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Almighty God, who in Jesus Christ has given us a kingdom that cannot be destroyed, forgive us our sins, open our eyes to God's truth, and strengthen us to do God's will, and give us the joy of his kingdom, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Collect for this Sunday. God, who in generous mercy sent the Holy Spirit upon your church in the burning fire of your love, grant that your people may be fervent in the fellowship of the gospel, that always abiding in you they may be found steadfast in faith and active in service through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The New Testament reading today is taken from Philippians chapter 1, verses 21 to 30. For to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. If I am to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labour for me. Yet what shall I choose? I do not know. I am torn between the two. I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far, which is more necessary for you that I remain in the body. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain, and I will continue with all of you for your progress and joy in the faith, so that through my being with you again, your joy in Christ Jesus will overflow on account of me. Whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Then, whether I come and see you, or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm, in one spirit, contending as one man for the faith of the gospel, without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you. This is a sign to them that they will be destroyed, but that you will be saved, and that by God. 
For it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for him, since you are going through the same struggle you saw I had, and now hear that I still have. This is the word of the Lord. Today's Gospel reading is taken from Matthew, chapter 20, verses 1 to 16. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire men to work in his vineyard. He agreed to pay them a denarius for the day and sent them into his vineyard. About the third hour he went out and saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. He told them, you should also go and work in my vineyard and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. He went out again about the sixth hour and the ninth hour and did the same thing. About the eleventh hour he went out and found still others standing around. He asked them, Why have you been standing here all day long doing nothing? Because no one has hired us, they answered. He said to them, You also go and work in my vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, Call the workers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last ones hired and going on to the first. The workers who were hired about the eleventh hour came and each received a denarius. So when those came who were hired first, they expected to receive more, but each one of them also received a denarius. When they received it, they began to grumble against the landowner. These men who were hired last worked only one hour, they said, and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the work and the heat of the day. But he answered one of them, Friend, I'm not being unfair to you. Didn't you agree to work for a denarius? Take your pay and go. I want to give the man who was hired last the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first and the first will be last. This is the word of the Lord. Heavenly Father, please speak to us as we study your word together this morning. In Jesus' name, Amen. God is not fair. Did you know that? God is not fair. The story is told of a school librarian who had to move some books from a storeroom back into the library. And this took place uh, after school one day. Uh, So the librarian got a a few children who were hanging around to help and offered them, if they helped for an hour to move the books, uh, then uh, she'd give them some sweets. Uh, I probably couldn't do that nowadays, but anyway, that's what she did. Uh, So she got these children moving books. After a quarter of an hour, it was quite evident that there were far too many books. So the librarian went out and found some more children, uh, and she got them moving books. It still wasn't enough, so she went out and got uh, the last of the uh, children who were still hanging around outside, who'd just been playing a a football match, uh, and she got them to come and uh, move books as well. Uh, It only took about ten minutes with the whole crowd of the football team there, um, and they got them all moved into the library. She then uh, called them in uh, and said, Right, I've promised you some sweets for doing this. And she started uh, going along the row, and she divided 
her tin of sweets equally amongst all the children. One or two of the smart cookies who'd been there at the start complained. They said, Miss, that's not fair. We've been working here all the last hour, and these folks here have only been doing it for the last ten minutes. You've given us all the same. Children have a very keen sense of what's fair. But that children's story is just the same as the story of the farmer in Jesus' parable. Some people worked all day, and they got the same wage as those people who'd only worked for the last hour. Jesus tells us that God is like that farmer, that God is like that school librarian. God is not like we think. He gives more generously than we deserve. I suppose if God was being just fair, then the Archbishop and the Pope would get all their sins forgiven. Ordinary vicars would get most of their sins forgiven. Keen members of the Church Council would get quite a lot of sins forgiven. But people who only come at Christmas and Easter would just get a few sins forgiven. And I suppose that those who came only for funerals would get one or two sins forgiven. But thank heavens, God is not like that. God does not reckon up, oh, you've been doing more, I'm going to forgive more. No, God is outrageously generous. God takes ordinary people, people that sometimes we think of as of little importance, latecomers, maybe, and God gives them places of honour in his kingdom. One heartfelt turning to Jesus is enough. It irks many good people, but God will forgive the terrorist just as much as God will forgive the banker who seems so respectable. God will forgive the boy or girl at school just as much as God will forgive their grandparents. Let me tell you another story. John was born at Wapping in London in 1725. His father was a sea captain. His mother wanted him to be a clergyman. Sadly, John's mother died when John was only six, and John spent many years being very unhappy as a child. At the age of 11, uh, he decided to go to sea with his father. His father uh, retired just a few years later, but John continued sailing. He worked without his father on various ships. He became a hard man. He renounced God. He took on various bad habits, became a very rude and crude sort of sailor. He was made to join the Navy. He was press-ganged. Um, and then when he deserted, he was publicly flogged. His bad fortune grew worse. He uh, worked on slave ships. Uh, and then, uh, in a 
cruel twist of fate, he became a slave himself before being rescued. Finally, in a storm off the coast of Ireland, he was on a ship that was taking on water. And at that moment, when John feared for his life, John finally prayed for God's help. The cargo in the ship shifted and the ship stopped taking on water. They were saved from the storm and John became a Christian. Later, John did become a clergyman and wrote many hymns. You've heard of him. He's John Newton. And he wrote Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. He knew that though he was very much a latecomer at the table, though he hadn't done good things to make him deserve it, yet God had forgiven him. And I want us to know, all of us, the message of this parable of Jesus, that God is not fair, but God is generous. God freely forgives all who come to him in Jesus Christ. Amen. Now we have a piece of music for reflection, uh, a setting of uh, the famous uh, prayer by St Francis of Assisi, Lord, make me an instrument of thy peace.
as our Saviour taught us, so we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Our final hymn is At the Name of Jesus Every Knee Shall Bow. Now may the love of the Lord Jesus draw you to himself. The power of the Lord Jesus strengthen you in his service. The joy of the Lord Jesus fill your hearts. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you always. Amen.